0: Welcome to Tentons Podcast. I'm Rose Grill and I'm sitting in the of Motorsports studio and I have my co-host Adam sitting across the table from me and he has a sore throat which means I will have a sore throat.
1: I don't think so, Robbie. Thanks, Adam. I don't think so, Robbie. I think this has been going on for a you've while. You've had
0: it now. you've had it for months. I think you're safe. Okay. You you've, you haven't just now become contagious and now that's why you're here.
1: Well, so I got sick on Friday. You son of a bitch. But I got covid tested. And it's negative. That came back negative. All right. And other than the sore throat, all the other symptoms I have, of which they were numerous, are all gone. Okay. And so I think it's just that now. I think this is just a leftover remnant of the bullshit.
0: All right. I am going to knock on wood, but like I thought for sure my my number had come up the other day. Oh uh, yeah. Like over Christmas.
1: Oh yeah. Not yeah. COVID.
0: Not COVID. Just like
1: oh, sickness, tr- dude. Like every couple of weeks for the last two or three months, I've just been sick. Yeah. It's getting really kennel cough, kennel
0: cough gets old. Like, I was home for Christmas, and my little nephew's, like, he's young enough that he doesn't yeah. know that he needs to cover his cough. Yeah, So, yeah. he will like, look you in the eyes and go, <coughs> right in your face. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I'm sick now.
1: But I never got sick. I can't get my kid to blow his nose.
0: I, rem- I remember that. At he Rhode just America. wants to wipe
1: it. Like, oh. even with a Kleenex, he yeah, just, just wants to just wipe a it. Quick wipe away. Yeah. And, like, this is... And then he blows up, <laughs> like that's gonna push the snot back into his nose or some shit. I'm like,
0: I remember on the dr- just blow your damn nose, kid. I remember on the drive back from Road to America, he was doing that, and like you had fallen asleep or something. Probably, and it wasn't my place to say anything. So I'm Fucking like, si- say I'm, it, Rami. I'm sitting here like, wake up, Adam. <laughs>
1: say it, Robbie. Get him. Play <laughs> your nose, kid.
0: Someone get the get a tissue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, he
0: besides the not blowing his nose thing, he was he was excellent. He was yeah, he was a great pretty, driving buddy. He's pretty easy going. I appreciated that. So But yeah, other than that, haven't been sick yet. Just so tired of it. I had a twenty four hour thing that you know, like a month ago.
1: Yeah. That's been what it is for me. It's like twenty four to forty eight hours and then I'm past it. But the sore throat never goes away because it. I get sick often enough that just as it's starting to heal it fucking die again. That sucks. So I hate I being know, sick. I, I hate it. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. It's because of all
0: the socializing you do. You're Mr. Social. Here. Yeah, that's what it yep. is. All the parties. Oh, gross.
1: <laughs> Robbie, I didn't even make it to midnight on New Year's. Granted, I was sick. I didn't even make it to midnight on New Year's Eve.
0: I barely made it to 11. Didn't it even was care.
1: Like, Actually, I went to bed before my kid did. I don't blame you. Katie went to bed with the baby because that's what she kind of has to do. Makes because sense. Because once I fall asleep, I'm dead. <laughs> and so, like, I don't wake up when she starts crying. So, Katie has to deal with all the night stuff, too. Jeez. So, like, 8 or 8.30, you know, the, the little baby fell asleep. So, Katie went to sleep with her. Yep, yep. And Logan and I were sitting up. And I was like, are you ready to go to bed, buddy? He's like, no. <laughs> like, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go to bed. And when you're tired, you go to bed, too. Which is probably terrible parenting.
0: He was only up till like four.
1: No. I don't know what time it was, but he came in and he he woke me up and he said, Daddy, can you, because apparently you have to tuck him in.
0: Like it's not. safer that way. I figured he'd just go to bed. I figured he'd fall asleep in front of the couch or in front of the television.
1: That was the other option. Yeah. Was that he would fall asleep on the couch with his iPad. Yeah. And that Katie would put him to bed when she woke up to feed the other one. Yes. Because she sits on the couch to do that. So then Logan would be, be in the, the way. way. Yeah. So, uh, but he comes and he woke me up. It must've not been like super late I because, because he woke up. Well, and because Katie, <laughs> did, I mean, Katie was, hadn't gotten up and fed Kaylee yet. Yeah. So it, can't, it hadn't, because she only sleeps like maybe three hours at a time at the most. Yeah. I, I
0: don't know how long babies sleep.
1: Well, right now that's all we can get her to do.
0: I, uh, That's normal. It's
1: really, no, it's really not. She should be sleeping more than that. She should be taking more and sleeping longer than she does, but (laughs) she takes how much formula she should in a day. Okay. That's good. But she won't take as much as she should in a sitting. So the sittings, the feedings are closer together than they should be at this age.
0: Gotcha. Which is really frustrating. That would be frustrating.
1: Because we should be spread out to be like four hours or more, uh-huh. and we're more at like the two to three hour mark.
0: Oh, shoot. That sounds fun. That sounds Ugh, super fun. That's gross.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been dealing with it a lot the last two days because I've been home not working because it's too flipping cold.
0: It is freezing cold. But yeah, Jess and I watched movies, and then like I, I turned on like the, the ball dropping thing at like 11, uh-huh. and it was like the worst people I've ever seen right. like doing the yeah. thing and it was like really awkward and cringeworthy. And I don't rem- I don't remember it being quite that cringeworthy, Not to say that it was ever great, but it was yeah. just like at least when Jenny McCarthy was on there, she was like good to look at. Right. I mean still cringeworthy but like right. but attractive one or the other. Right? Yeah at least at least be attractive. Right.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah then like all the concerts were like hot garbage. I'm like this weird this is terrible. I'm going to bed. Fuck this.
1: That's you would like- think that like that has the budget to not be terrible. But it was like really awkward too because I think
0: no, but like, I think it's cuz like even New York must have had something in place where there was like not the crowd. Oh. No. But I think there were supposed to be the crowd, so it was like I think they were expecting a crowd and there wasn't one. And then they keep shooting over to like Los Angeles where there's no crowd whatsoever. No, so no, there was like there? I think Usher played or sang or whatever he does. Is he still valid? Valid enough for New Year's. And like the, <laughs> and like the crowd looked kind of full. And then he would left, and then they cut back to them later. And it's that guy that sings that fancy like Applebee's song, that country song.
1: I don't, I don't listen to it's any country a, music, it's like, so
0: it's not a bunch of commercials for Applebee's. Obviously, oh, I don't watch TV either. But, but anyway, it's like a, a viral song. But anyway, okay. so he's in like the middle, not on stage, but in like a little platform thing, and like throws have all these people around him. Okay, it looked like like it really amateur. There was like twenty five people there. So like they kept panning to make it look like it was fuller than it was. It was like there's like 20 people there, guy. This is this is cringeworthy. And that was, that was that was like I was like I'm tired now. This is this is sad, and I'm going to bed. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't come close to midnight. bed. Not even close. No. No,
1: didn't I didn't care.
0: I had no interest. It was like nine nine thirty for me. Nope. That
1: that was struggle busting the whole way. Cause I, had, I was getting real sick at that point.
0: Yep. I had things to do in the shop that I would much rather be doing. than... Any New Year's stuff, so I did Red. that instead. Woke up before the sun. Got got it right after it. People suck. People ain't no good. Everyone knows that. You say before
1: the sun like it's an accomplishment, but the sun doesn't come up to like noon.
0: Okay. Way before the sun.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> like six. Okay. Which is pretty early on the weekend. That's true. I'll give you that. I won't get up that early on a weekend if I don't have to. Well, no. always. <sighs> Excuse me. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've been up to. Yeah. Getting up early. Word. So, should we open it up, then?
0: We should open it up. We should do Adam's opener, if you know what I mean. Jesus Christ. Presented by Factor Fabrication.
1: hasn't been stated that way in a minute, has it? So, I know, New Year, normally we do the cars that are coming in and the cars that are leaving. Uh, But this year, I couldn't really care less about anything on the list. No. The first year we did that, it was really good. If, yeah and then like every year it's gotten worse
0: just and, like everything in life
1: and this year i decided <laughs> we're not even going to do that i'm good with I that just i honestly I'm, can't
0: think of any cars that are coming out that I'm, i would even
1: there's a couple of cars that are kind of interesting that are coming out but the stuff that's leaving is totally unimportant to us yeah and our listenership that's fair so let them go we don't care. right so i know we talked about at length a hyundai sonata last week we did but like that's not normally our thing it is now and that's most or sorrento i don't see i now i can what car did you drive as a car right no the sorrento is the crossover isn't it oh it was a kia wasn't It it kia shit i don't fucking remember See? It
0: wasn't a Telluride.
1: That's how unimpressive it was.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was called. I can picture it.
1: doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, either way, um, so instead, I found Haggerty put out um, their 2022 bull market list, which is 10 cars that they think are going to take off in prices this year, Kay. and I found this to be a lot more interesting.
0: Yeah. It's
1: still new year uh, related. I like it. So this is what I rolled with. Yeah. Um, so, they basically, they have a bunch of qualifiers in here. Apparently, normally, they put a motorcycle on this in years. This is a thing they've done for years, Forever, apparently. Right? Yeah. And so, like, the very first page, they have uh, a picture of all ten of their cars together. And apparently, they do a motorcycle, in or they've done a motorcycle in years past. They're, they had a motorcycle picked out for this, and apparently, they couldn't get one lined up for their photo shoot, so they decided to exclude it entirely. Okay. Which I found to be really dumb. Are we good? Yeah, no you we're look good. like you're like worried about some audio issues. No, no, right no. Nope, we're good. Okay. You're not convincing me, <laughs> Robert. No, I think we're okay. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> oh god, this sucks. So anyway, um they have some some lists of how they come up with these things. It's really relatively uninteresting, but um, Some of these cars are kind of cars I would consider to already be big, but they think they're going to hit it real big. So I guess we'll see. Uh, first up the 69 through 1974 Ferrari two, four, six Dino.
0: This isn't exactly a cheap car.
1: No, I don't think it's a cheap car. And they even (laughs) say that they have, uh, you know, after they talk about it and stuff like that, they talk about in the, they have in the bottom, they have a highs and lows, um, Highs, it's one of the most beautiful Ferrari road cars of all, and one of the best driving bang for its buck relative to other vintage Ferraris. So that's where they're getting this. Okay. It does say in its lows, no longer inexpensive. And Michael knew a lot more about this stuff than you or I do, but this is like kind of the car that everybody considered not a Ferrari. Yeah. Because it's a mid engine car, and Ferrari kind of was known for front engine V12s. This is a mid engine V6. And so it's still fighting that not a Ferrari stigma. Yeah. Which is why it hasn't taken off as much. But the thing is that, like, much like I believe that the Shelby Dodge cars are eventually going to rise in price because mm-hmm. Shelby is still a name that people uh, desire. But as his other cars take off in value, uh, th- the rest of us are going to be left with what hasn't. And so those are going to be starting start to become collectible and then they're going to slowly take off too i think that's the situation you're seeing here there's a lot of ferraris that are locked up in collections and never driven and not used and not sold and not traded they're just art pieces yep and so this is what we're left with and so because it's what we're left with it's going to have a value
0: yeah i'll never be surprised if someone claims that a Ferrari's going to go up in value
1: no, never. No, but maybe this is where they really start to take off.
0: Yeah, from the yeah something so. from the seventies. Yeah, no surprise there at all. So,
1: <laughs> Haggerty uh, rates their values. They have uh, condition scales, right? Um, and at the bottom here, they have a Haggerty number two value for all these cars. Okay. Uh, a- Number two value is a vehicle in number two condition, which is excellent but not perfect. So it has minor flaws, but would win a local show, but not a national one. So like not a conquerors, right? It's not going to win like a. It's not going to win on the Pebble Beach. Yep, yep. But like, it's still a very good looking presentable car, but maybe not one you feel bad about driving. Uh, Haggerty number two value as of right now three hundred sixty six to four hundred two thousand dollars. <laughs>
0: That number doesn't surprise me.
1: I don't know if that's the number they expect it to be by the end of the year or if that's the number it is today. But that's a lot of money. It's not cheap. But, like, the most expensive car that's ever sold, that's ever traded hands publicly, was a Ferrari. Yes. And it was, like, $45 or something dumb. Something insane. Right? So, like, in a world where most cars (laughs) of this Ferrari, or most Ferraris of this vintage... Are million dollar cars, multi million dollar cars. A three hundred sixty six thousand dollar car does kind of seem like a bargain.
0: Yeah, or like a you know, it's a nineteen sixties Ferrari. Is less than some of the new prices. <sighs> yeah, you know what I mean. So it, it that price makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. So uh, they see there they have a value change expect or a value change from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one of five percent. So, not a huge jump from twenty twenty one to twenty or from twenty twenty to twenty one but they seem to think it's gonna be big this year, so
0: I think everything's gone up five percent, so
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wonder if that's inflation adjusted because everything's be, right? gone up like fucking fifteen percent or more,
0: so that's something I could sell my truck for profit,
1: yeah, yeah, it's kinda of disgusting, isn't yeah, it? It's crazy anyways. So. All right. The next one up, a 66 or 67 Pontiac GTO. This is one of my favorite GTO uh, body styles. I'm yep. not going to call it a generation. I'm going to call it a body style. Uh, but I really like this one. You can get these with the, the tri-powers, which is super cool. The three three dual-barrel carburetors, uh, which is really super cool. A 389, which is a pretty powerful engine for its day. Yep. Um, these are super cool little cars. Again, this is a car that I would argue isn't exactly cheap,
0: and its value is still already. Th- I would say it's there,
1: but I could see them going up. I don't, but I don't. I, don't, I don't, see it
0: going down.
1: Yeah, it's well. Never. Actually, I don't agree
0: with that. You don't. You don't see a GTO value going down? Any GTO? Value? No, I.
1: I. I don't agree that they won't. Okay, because I. I feel like. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel like a lot of these, a lot of muscle cars, um, unless they're really special. When our father's generation dies out, Mm. like I, I like a GTO. Yes, I can respect a GTO. I would own one for the right price. I'm not looking for one. And I feel that way about a lot of muscle cars. There are very few muscle cars I lust after. And And I I think that that's a feeling that a lot of people our age have. And so when the current owners of these cars who are in their 60s are dying and those cars are being sold to people who are not, there's not going to be as many people who are that interested in these cars. Their, Their values, in my opinion, will come down over the next 20 years. Whereas I think okay. all those older Ferraris, I don't think we'll have that problem.
0: No. A Ferrari will always be a Ferrari.
1: Right. But a Pontiac GTO, as special as it is, it's the first muscle car. Yes. like it's Historically, to, to automotive, it's one of the most influential cars ever created. But I don't think it's special enough that uh, there's going to be a demand for it as the people who largely own them now age out.
0: That and I don't think they're rare enough.
1: Yeah, these were made in a lot higher production numbers than even a even a Dino,
0: right? Because yeah, I mean, you're we're talking thousands of these are in existence. Now, maybe probably, not maybe, not I a specific say, one. But. I would say
1: like you know tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands. Where whereas the Dino even probably barely crests that thousand mark. Yeah, but it's less than a thousand. Eh, I don't know. It was a pretty. that was kind of what it was supposed to be. Was their yep. kind of. Mass production no, I'm cu- cars. Curious. I'm not gonna look so, it up, but
0: I'm curious. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah so, it's nowhere close to a GTO.
1: No, uh, so their highs, the definitive '60s muscle car. Paperwork available from Pontiac Historical Services makes documentation easy. Several body styles and drivetrains, only slightly less rugged than an anvil. So, that's their highs, their lows. Beware of clones and fakes and rebodies. So, these are really – it's really easy to make a fake GTO. Okay. Because a GTO is just a – essentially, it's a trim package for a Grand Prix. Oh. So, and all of the things that make it a GTO are reproduced today.
0: And can be bolted So, you could
1: buy a normal Grand Prix, put all the badging and trim options on it, and call it a GTO. It's really easy to do. Huh. So, um, and honestly, I think that that hurts the value of them. The risk
0: of it being a fraud?
1: Well, even when they're not, even when it's easy to prove that they're not. Right. The fact that it can be, and so the fact that, like, it's not, I could take a real one to a car show that's a number two condition, and uh-huh. someone could show up with a not real one, but that's a number one condition, and his car looks better than mine in that scenario, and that's bullshit, because his car <laughs> is fake. Yep. And that would piss me off as a collector.
0: Oh, it would it would drive me nuts.
1: Right, that's well, like it was just, it's like an unacceptable thing as a collector.
0: Well, I remember like when I brought the two like when I first had the two forty done, and we were doing local car shows with it because that's what I was doing at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And like we, I would. Oh, I, I, yes, it was, it was exactly the Rock Valley you're... Car Show, and I brought it yeah. in there, and it was like the import class. And yeah. the, the guy that won it was in a stock Lotus Elise. Yeah. He just drove it off the showroom floor, yeah. parked at the car, car show.
1: Yeah. First place! That's Best c- car here. That's cool looking. Fuck you! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you didn't even touch that I car. I hundreds of hours of yeah. blood, sweat, and tears into this car for nothing. Yeah, so, fucking bullshit. So, Haggerty number two value, 100000 to 129000 That seems really high. So it's still not a cheap car.
0: Uh, really I high. don't
1: know what $100,000... I don't think that every... Even number two conditioned GTO in the world is a hundred thousand dollar GTO. I'm just, yeah, I'm I feel just... like you have to have like the right options because you could get them without the three eighty nine and the tri power. You right. could get them with a more pedestrian engine, but still have the GTO package. And you could get the like the one they're showing here is it's a convertible. Ugh. You know, you could get it with manuals or you could get it with automatics, like. There is definitely a lot of them out there that are not worth $100,000, even if they're in good shape. And
0: the Le Mans GTO is worth less than the GTO? Or
1: 6872 is worth so, more than the well, 6465. 64, 64, 65 so 64 is the first year of the GTO. Yeah. Uh, not a lot changed between those years. I bet your dad would argue with that. Oh, I'm sure he would. <laughs> I don't give a shit. The 64 is like the GTO for yeah. me. And it's not even... Because that's the one that everybody really wants is like the mid-70s one where they introduced the Judge package, right? Yeah. That's the one that everyone thinks of as like the quintessential GTO when they think of it. But to me, the 64, 65s are so cool. They're the ones I like best.
0: See, I like, I like the Judge. I've always liked the Judge. But I think it's because of that... That terrible movie that I like.
1: Well, it, it's got a it's got a mystique to it. It does. It's sexy.
0: I like that. Yeah, I can. I buy into everybody. I buy into that. that. Buy into that Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how it has the percentage of quotes by generation, and it, it shows. Yeah, fifty six percent are boomers. Nine percent millennials. And then one percent post millennial. But the, well, that
1: doesn't surprise. That's me. because there's not a lot of post millennials looking at hundred thousand dollar cars, <laughs> right? And the ones that are sure is fucking looking at GTOs. No. They're looking at used Lambos to yeah, that's, increase their. That's,
0: that's, that's Gallardo money.
1: Yeah, that's used Gallardo money for sure.
0: That's like a nice used Gallardo money. Yeah,
1: that's like not even an expensive Gallardo. That's, no. <laughs> a, Gallardo
0: is Corvette money. It's like, really.
1: like a Super Legera. Yeah. It's a cheap Super Legera. I like Gallardo. it. Gallardo. Yeah. Is that what the fancy one was? I don't remember. Pretty sure they were Super Legera's. <laughs> Maybe.
0: I don't know about a Gallardo. I just know that and you the, could buy a Gallardo for like 80 grand.
1: Yeah. Or less. Yeah. What's next? So, the next up, uh, the 92 through 95 Porsche 968. So, uh, this is very, very similar to the 94, 94, 94. 944s. Uh, it has a, it appears to still have the four-cylinder in it, Ugh. which is really... Terrible. Yeah, I don't... Terrible. I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't understand, man. That's, no one That's really just where I got to stop there. The 928 was kind of interesting because it had a V8. That Yeah, V8s are interesting. So that was kind of a, a, like a front-wheel front, front wheel drive, rear-engined, manual V8 Porsche is interesting. Different. It's different enough. It's not a 911, but it's still a Porsche. But it's not some terrible four-cylinder either.
0: And I'll tell you, it is a terrible four-cylinder.
1: Well, you might have not had the best experience, right? I am not the only one. No, you are not. <laughs> uh, I really, really, really dislike. Hot take, Robbie. I dislike pop-up headlights. What? It's it's the least eighties thing about me.
0: You want to know something? But I really hate the I ones. I also hate pop up headlights. I really hates
1: the ones on the 928 and the 968. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gross. They're yeah, round. So, yeah. They kind of, so when they lay down, you can still see them. Yeah. They're
0: flat, I guess. It's the, not like they're pointed up at the sky.
1: Yeah. They're just pointed up at the sky. And then when you turn them on, they just tilt like they tilt forward. Not even 90 degrees. They no, look like okay. they're still pointed up in the air a little bit. Yep. More than they should. Yeah, more than they should for sure. So I've never. Those
0: are terrible. I've
1: been super against those in specific for a very long time.
0: If I had the money, I would buy an FDRX7 and replace the headlights with those LED, like bulby ones. Yeah.
1: Just to piss everybody off. That's a good way to do it. (laughs) uh, Haggerty number two value. Here we're getting into like the more realistic world Uh, 138 to Sorry, $38,000 38, <laughs> $38, to $51,500. Um, that and they're almost
0: I, – I think that this kind of comes to the su- supply and demand because, I mean, it's got to be uh,
1: – Yeah, similar to like what the, we were talking about with the Ferraris. There can't be very many the of these
0: that are in good well, shape.
1: There's that. And like also, every 911 has been bought up. And like so if you want a Porsche, you got to start looking at the cheaper ones.
0: Yep. Well, I mean and a lot of these are turned into race cars like – 944s four fours especially. Nine four fours especially, but like this car too. I mean, it's it was cheap enough that it it bottomed out at a price that people could thrash. Yeah. So I don't I don't think there's a lot of these out there that are what I number would number two and number one
1: quality. What I would consider to be uh, the unarguably fastest time attack car in the world uh-huh. is. Let's call it loosely based. Okay. On a nine, it six, was it was a 968 at Nine one point. six eight. <laughs> yeah. As as most unlimited class time attack cars of that level are, we'll call it loosely based.
0: It's original vintage was a yeah, Porsche 968.
1: Nine, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but there's the, that. The prices aren't unreasonable. No, they're not terrible, and if you want a Porsche to post on Instagram, I guess is a good place to and do it's,
0: it. It's not an ugly car. It's not. It's not the greatest car, but it's not ugly. There's a huge list of cars that are less than that that I would rather have. Oh but,
1: well. I mean, I think that's the case with any of these. <laughs> we're not the market for like almost any of these cars. No, and ever. we're not. We're not collectors. We don't. We don't do that. God damn it! I am so sorry, everybody. I don't care. I'm dying over here. It's the worst. Um, so.
0: I, every fan is hearing every cough that you do is the fan in their he- head, fits a bone going, Adam is saying, fuck the fans, every cough. That's it's, fine. I should have said everyone. fuck the fans this week. <laughs>
1: like. I could be rapping. This is you know, more talking than I've done all week. I,
0: sure. I could be rapping in NPO1 and because like he asked if I wanted to come help tonight, and I yeah, said, yeah. no, we got to do a podcast. And he, his
1: response was, fuck the fuck fans. Fuck the fans. God, <laughs> I mean I don't because I'm obligated not to, but next up, uh we go from one Andrew Reigns mobile to the next. Yep. Uh nineteen eighty three to ninety seven Land Rover Defenders.
0: He likes the discos.
1: He does like the disco, but a Land Rover or Land Rover Porsches or Porsches. It's front engine Porsches or front engine Porsches. Yes. It's whatever. So I don't really have a lot to say about these.
0: I kinda like it.
1: They're kinda cool. Yep. Uh
0: like Whatever the price is is too much and I'm not in.
1: It's better than a Jeep or yes. like a uh, a Bronco or you know, the Broncos an, an and FJ the or a Cruiser yeah an Uh yeah they're more expensive than I thought they would be I don't know
0: the, the FJs or this this it's, no I knew it'd be expensive so
1: take a stab before you scroll down any farther take uh, a stab what do you think this thing's worth In number two value at yeah, number two value number two condition excuse me uh, eighty grand. Not quite so sixty-one five to seventy seven five. I was close. Apparently US spec versions are quite expensive, but they're old enough that they can be imported, so that's really not a problem, other than the fact that then you'll have a right hand drive vehicle, which presents its own interesting
0: issues. That but, doesn't surprise me that Gen X are the ones buying these.
1: Oh hundred percent. Sixty six percent of the quotes in the past year for Haggerty for I assume that means insurance quotes.
0: Yeah, it has to be, right?
1: Right. Have been uh, Gen Xers. (coughs) That doesn't surprise me at all. So, this is the first one we've seen where Boomer wasn't... I don't know. I don't think the Porsche was... No. Boomer was the highest either, but... So, yeah. There you go.
0: I'd enjoy it, but not at that price.
1: They're kind of cool. I would really enjoy driving one once. Yeah. I'd rather have a Scout, though. I can see that. Yeah, they're way cheaper.
0: That's where I'm at with the FJ Cruiser. Or whatever they called it back in the so day. So this
1: one also has the largest value change from 2020 to 2021 26. that we've seen so far. 26%, which is huge. It's a huge jump. So I think um, the the GTO had a 0% change, which is interesting. Yeah, that was weird. So yeah, 26% is a big jump. All right. So, next. uh Next up, the 80. They're 79 to 85 Mazda RX-7. So this is the FB. This is the first generation of RX-7. This does not have the 13B, and it has a 12A, which is even worse. (laughs) Uh, They're tiny and terrible and slow. I had a friend in high school whose dad drove one of these had a choke on the dash. You could get them car. I don't know that they never. Or I don't know that they ever came not carbureted. Okay. I, I can't confirm or deny that, but they definitely did come no, it's, that way. No, it's a
0: fact. They all are that way.
1: That's fair. They definitely did come that way. Uh, I think you probably have to premix these like a fucking two-stroke. <laughs> like it's 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 tough, man. What a mess. It's tough. So, but made 100 horsepower revved all the way to 7,000 rpm. Dang, which is probably pretty fun. You know, I bet it's fun. I bet it
0: sound like it. It implies that it's fun. Like it makes you think that you're that's fair really getting after it as you're getting gapped by a brand new Civic.
1: The Civic. I try like an Odyssey. Corolla. My Odyssey would destroy this thing <laughs> in a straight line and probably a corner. But right? No, it, it's getting gapped by my Focus. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. So, I don't know, but they're... they're but RX-7s are... People love the RX-7. It's correct. Right, and they're, they're quintessentially Japanese, yes. which is a thing that a lot of people in this day and age are becoming more and more in love with.
0: Yes, Especially that generation and around that time.
1: Highs, high-revving thrills of a unique power plant. Uncompromised handling and driving position. Simple to work on, reliable as long as you have routine care. So I can never own one of these. Uh, Lows prone to rust. Goes through oil and fuel. Not a lot of metal between you and other cars. Don't crash it. Their words, not mine. Uh, Haggerty Values. Okay, high number two value seventeen five to twenty seven thousand dollars. That seems right for number two. Number two I, I wouldn't be mad about spending seventeen thousand dollars on one of those.
0: I, there can't be that many out there. You'll get your money
1: back, no matter what. I, I would think so
0: if you maintain that 26% type of quality. Twenty six
1: percent change from twenty 2020 twenty
0: to twenty twenty one. Yeah, and, and I think this <laughs> this follows suit with your assumption of things in the future. Because yeah, like you're getting a more spread out. Yeah, uh, percentage this, of quotes from different generations. Right,
1: I think this car will only become more valuable in the next twenty years. Whereas, I would, I would be a little bit afraid of buying a muscle car.
0: If, it, if yes, if you're not doing it simply for yourself,
1: I should state that we should state this to begin with. Never come to this podcast for, uh, for investment in car opportunities. Do not listen to anything that Robbie and I have to say as an investment opportunity yep. for cars. Yeah, we don't know.
0: We don't also, know about cars.
1: if you're if you're looking for investment opportunities, don't buy cars. <laughs> buy houses. Yes. but maybe not right now either. Uh, Dalton says
0: the best time to buy a house is today, and the second That's best true. time to buy a house is yesterday. Yesterday, or no way, he says it backwards. Either way, <laughs> either way, the best time to buy a house is
1: yesterday or today. <coughs> Just be careful right now. That's all I'm saying. There's I'm a lot of houses, a lot of value inflation. Somebody want to buy this house? Yeah. I'll I'll sell this house for the
0: right price. I'll
1: sell this house for the right price, Robbie.
0: Fucking crazy. So So high right now, I I actually had to have that conversation. Like, Like,
1: (laughs) seriously have that conversation. This house is fucking valuable. So much to buy it. Somebody thinks this house, there are probably somebody out there who thinks this house is worth way more than you think it's worth.
0: Yes. Sure. Yes, because I know what I paid for it, and I know what it's valued at.
1: Right. <laughs> so, anyway, next up, car I really, really love, the 1963 to 67 Mercedes-Benz 230 SL. So, I really, really like these early SLs.
0: I do, but not the 230s. Well, I like, yeah, I like, it's
1: not the one to not,
0: have. It's not the 300.
1: Obviously. Well, obviously, it's not the one to have, but it's super cool. It's close.
0: <clears throat> it's the right idea.
1: Yeah, I think they're super rad. So, yeah, obviously just it's not the three hundred SL, but little little, little two seater Mercedes. Hundred and seventy horsepower. It's another seventy horsepower over the, the Mazda we just talked about. <laughs> That's like twenty years newer. So I don't 30 know.
0: Thirty years newer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not
1: quite. So 120 miles an hour on the Autobahn, Robbie. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be terrifying. Terrifying 120 miles an hour, probably. So but I think they're cool uh I think it's one of those timeless designs. I love the look the yep. two seater mercedes benz has always killed the two seater game. Uh,
0: the older I get, the more I really appreciate the small old two seaters absolutely like something like this or even like the Fiat one two four or like you know just a, you know dotson two forty z yeah stuff yeah. like that i yeah. really the more I think about buying a project car, the less it is a race car and more it
1: is one of those. Or something like that. So One I love day. their highs, looks at that stop you in your tracks. Oozes class and will never go out of style. They're not wrong. Bank vault build quality and ample part availability is shockingly comfy to sit in and easy to drive. <clears throat> I can see that. So the lows more cruiser than sports car. Yeah. Stick shifts are hard to find, parts available, but they are spending. Costly to restore properly. So Haggerty number two value eighty thousand five hundred to one hundred eight thousand five hundred.
0: That seems high, but yes, I would. Buy but I'm not th- surprised.
1: I would buy this over a Dino, even like if they were more R- equally priced, similarly priced. I
0: would. I think I like the Dino more. The I'd Dino's
1: like, probably like way faster. Probably a way better car. I think it's a better looking car. Oh, it's for sure a better I looking would, car. But I really, really like SLS. So, I've never let ugliness. Ugliness stop me from buying a car, Robbie. Apparently, me neither. Or wanting to buy a car. I there, say. there you go. <clears throat> How about that? So, yeah, up thirty five percent over the twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one year. So that's a big jump. It's a huge jump. That's
0: all, all the boomers, man, buying the Mercedes. Yeah,
1: yeah. again, that is all boomers. Forty seven percent of boomers, or forty seven percent of the quotes that they put on this car in twenty twenty one, done by people in the baby boomer age group I think so. this is
0: the highest number of uh pre-boomers though
1: 16 percent I can see that this yeah. is a car that's still I've, old enough still looks old enough yeah to be interesting by them what is pre they gotta be like a hundred years old eight, yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be like 80 <laughs> to 100 years old at this point right I don't know it's
0: the last thing they'd buy before they die yeah
1: how many people are buying new cars when they're 85 years old it's that
0: is that oil tycoon money yeah, it's that
1: old money, old money, old money. It's old, all right. Yeah, it's old and moldy. <laughs> uh, next up, the seventy-five to ninety-three Volvo two four five. So Robbie say, hates don't this. Don't even thing.
0: say it. Don't even fucking say it. What? I was waiting for you to say the real two forty.
1: I mean, it's it's you're not wrong, Robbie. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh super cool. No, it's not. They are. It's a ugly brick and it's stupid. They're not all wagons, Robbie. They're all wagons. Obviously they used a wagon in this particular. Even the ones scenario, that aren't the wagons wagon are is the wagons. cool one. No. No. But they made coupes and sedans. Trunk cars. Just
0: because they made sedans and coupes doesn't mean they're not all wagons.
1: Turbos? Terrible. You can get them with turbos? So, that's pretty cool. Uh I made mean, decent power for the time. Rear-facing back seat, Robbie. How rad is that? It folds down flat into the floor.
0: That looks... Safe. So unsafe.
1: Certain <laughs> No, death. dude, it's a Volvo. Everything Plus about looks like a how Volvo, tall you're sitting up your tire. Everything about a Volvo is safe, Robbie. The Volvo's never done anything dangerous. They... This picture would disagree with you. I, I don't I care.
0: Man. That made it through a safety inspection. Somewhere.
1: The times are changing, Robbie. I see that. Technology's come a long ways. So, 137 horsepower from its one point nine liter turbocharged four cylinder. I don't know if that's good. That, does seem, that doesn't
0: seem like very much power for a turbocharged engine. It probably doesn't weigh anything because it's made out of.
1: It probably of is oil. though because it's a Volvo.
0: No, nothing. So it will. probably
1: would pass a modern pass a modern crash test. No, it's probably way. It's no, probably weighs a ton weight. No, it doesn't. Dumb heavy. No, it's like your Omni doesn't weigh anything. Says here, a blast to drive. The turbo makes a huge difference over the naturally aspirated cars. You don't say. <laughs> you know how they mention it? That's when probably it, true. When, it, when the turbo car only makes 137 horsepower, <laughs> I don't even want to know.
0: <laughs> it's probably double.
1: It's got to be the worst, man. So, I don't know. I think they're cool. No. I, I can understand why you won't like them. Highs, entirely practical. Keep going. Incomparable durability. Keep going. DIY-friendly and easy to boost or swap. There it is. They Ah. specifically (laughs) list LS swap. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lowe's professor jokes, which makes, I mean... (laughs) You earned that. Odometer stopped 200,000 miles before the car does. Heater fans fail and aren't easy to replace. Fragile wiring harnesses from before 1987. So 15000
0: to f- uh, $21,500. Huh. Millennials are the ones that boosted the price no. on this. I'm shocked.
1: Oh, no. This is I'm the first shocked. car we've seen so far uh, where the share or the percentage of quotes is highest in the millennial category. So thanks a lot, Jalop. Who man. knew there were so many hipsters uh, shopping through Haggerty? Me, through Haggerty. Oh,
0: through Haggerty. No, I didn't know that. So
1: I said that, that little thing in the corner there. The share of quotes by millennials, uh, all enthusiast vehicles, averaged out to be nineteen percent millennials. Yes, thirty-two percent of quotes for this Volvo millennials, and of that thirty-two percent, eighty-seven
0: percent had an ironic mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <coughs> wow it's Because it's true uh, I have one more thing to say about this Then we can move on Okay E-Man owns one of these so I'm just
0: Ah oh, he goes to a barber for his beard
1: So uh, 65 to 70 Cadillac DeVilles. Hell yes, Robbie. Fuck yes. We talked about this, one of these in the PRI episode that was electric swapped. Yep. I said that this is cool. I still stand behind it. I like the earlier ones, but they've already gone stratospheric in their pricing.
0: I'm I'm in on the land boats and oh, land, so land yachts.
1: So good. If all I wanted to do was just cruise around and exist in a car, yep. this would be the one I'd want to do it. Uh, like. So good. I love this the acres and acres and acres of chrome. I don't It love weighs the- 12,000 pounds. <laughs> roughly. <laughs> At least. Plus or minus
0: 10%. I hate that Hagerty thought we needed convertibles for every effing picture.
1: It does say you're two and a half tons. It's not light. So that's... <laughs> It's, five, it's unironically <laughs> un- 5,000 pounds. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, as collectors have flocked to the late 50s Cadillacs with their iconic fins, these modern, more usable late 60s models have largely been snubbed. So, they are cheap and particular, particularly on the dollar per pound scale. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Funny. So, yeah. Highs, tons, literally, of Detroit style for not much dough. Everybody will want to go to dinner with you the last golden days before regulations and oil shortages. Yeah. (coughs) The lows. You will need a lot of space for it, which is the damn truth. They will not fit in every garage. (coughs) Not what you would call sporty. No, one of your trim bits are hard to find twenty eight thousand five hundred to thirty eight thousand five hundred dollars. That seems that's right way less than I kind of expected. That, that it, to seems be honestly, right. So
0: yep, uh, Gen X are buying these forty four percent. Not so much millennials. Actually, more millennials than I thought they'd be.
1: That makes sense too, though the Gen Xers. I can see that. Yep. their dad owned one of these. They want it too. That sort of thing. So it'd be fun. Super cool. Uh, 85 to 95 Suzuki Samurai. Goddamn right. These are cool. The first, I think the first generation of Suzuki Samurai that we got, at least. Yeah, of course. We Uh, know that. Small, fun, two-door, four-wheel drive. We love two-door. I'm not going to call it a crossover. No, it's like a... We love two-door... Uh, sport utility vehicles. Yep, like the Rav Four, the yeah. Samurai, Rav Four, even Tudor, a Geo Tracker is Blazers a Blazers are cool. What's the uh- uh, two door Tahoes? Super cool. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, these are the raddest, adorable little things. Came with a one point three liter, sixty three horsepower four cylinder. Nice. So maybe maybe not like the most peppy thing you've ever driven in your life, but hey. There's a, there's a lot of people who know how to fix that. It's fine. k swap it. I saw one of those posted by uh, Hall Tech recently. Oh really? Case swap it <laughs> fixes everything. Uh, yeah. A little over two thousand pounds. Seven hundred pounds less than the average Honda S two thousand. Wow. So maybe says, don't get in a the crash. samurai's doors feel like steel playing cards and twang closed after you climb aboard. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Mash the throttle to prod the bag of hamsters under the hood to a muffled <laughs> yowling, but don't expect much speed for their effort. The gearing is short. The five-speed goes gets regular attention to keep things in motion uphills and <laughs> against <laughs> faint breezes. Uh, that's rough. That is rough. Highs. Just looking at it causes smiles. Doesn't take up too much space or consume many resources. Lots of parts available. Could go practically anywhere. Lowe's stock ones are hard to find. Fast, only if driven off a cliff. <laughs> At the end of every rocky trail is a chiropractor's office. Worth it. Ten thousand to fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. It's a little high, but again, those not Gen Xers shocking. coming in strong. Thirty-nine percent of the quotes given out in the last year by Haggerty to Gen Xers. Gen Xers and young,
0: all car enthusiasts are all <coughs> Sorry. for Gen X and younger all enthusiast vehicles. We're only fifty seven percent. Fifty seven percent of, for this of car, the
1: quotes yes. given out by Haggerty were for Gen X's and younger.
0: Yes. Seventy percent for the samurai. It's
1: just the same seventy percent. I you know, like so my dad is kind of what is is pretty quintessential boomer. Like he would never be caught dead left. Never. No. Not even ironically. I'm shocked that there's twenty-five percent. Of those quotes that went out to boomers. Yes. That shocks
0: me. It, it, it seems higher than that's I would a, That's a
1: big number. Only 26% to millennials. That seems really weird to me. And what is this 5% pre-boomer? 5% of 90-year-old grandpas looking at samurais? I, if I showed up to the... At, to my grand, I have a nearly as, as well be ninety year old grandfather. Yes, if I showed up to the to his house with that, he would laugh at me. And then I said, if I said this is yours, Grandpa, he would tell me to get it out of his driveway. <laughs> no, you're taking that home with you. I don't want it. You drive that slowly out of here. Yeah, I have a problem, Robbie. My phone just died. Uh-oh, that's difficult. Are you
0: going to be able to remember? We'll figure it out. All right. (laughs) Uh, The the Tesla Tesla
1: Roadster. 2008 through 2012 Tesla Roadster Sport. So this is the Lotus. I don't know if it's an Elise or an Exige. Exige, Or even if that is a different other than body parts. But it is a Lotus-based electric Tesla. I don't think there were very many of these. I've heard some really bad things about them because the battery was... Kind of terrible.
0: Yeah, it was their first car. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean it, it was it his first attempt, me.
1: and uh, not the only person to buy a body from Lotus and try to make a car out of it, and kind have a, a kind of a thing, and have a bad run at it either. So, um, but I could see them having a value because of how cult-like and religious people are about their Teslas. the fact
0: that it's a Tesla, the fact that it's the first. The fact that it's a roadster, yeah. I, I, all those things add up to a high price to me. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me.
1: Highs, intoxicating torque. Intoxicating. That's an Maybe interesting Maybe intoxicating
0: way. is not the word we want to use with driving.
1: Street cred with environmentalists. That's the thing I've oh. always wanted. Its significance will only grow as electric vehicles become more common. That's true. Lows, lotus-like discomfort and ergonomics. What? No noises other than the wind and electric wearing. Rage anxiety is a real thing. ICE purists will judge you. Whoa. You get those you get those lotus-like discomforts
0: out of your mouth. I mean... I don't care how uncomfortable it is. It's a fucking lotus, and it's amazing. It's not made for comfort,
1: Adam. Oh, I'm well aware, Robbie. I almost bought an Elise before I bought my TT. Man, that would have been such a better choice. <laughs> But at the same time, it would have been such a bad choice. The reason – this is really sad because, like, I even went and looked at one at a dealership. I drove it a little bit. Not, like, a lot, but no, I drove it, like, a little it. bit. Um, it was hardly even a test drive. It was, like, out of the parking lot, up and down the block and back in. It was really all it was, all it amounted to. But, like, it had no carpet, had no air conditioning. Nope. I don't think it even that one even had heat. It did have a radio. Yep. But I was I was looking at a daily driver, Robbie, and like I you ended up the, buying the TT because it was more practical.
0: The best part though is that if you would have bought that Lotus, you'd still have that Lotus.
1: Oh, without it? Well, <laughs> maybe it was more expensive than the TT. You
0: would have still you'd still have it though because you'd be able to drive it. Constantly. Yeah, but I might
1: have lost it.
0: That's fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I barely made it through with the Audi. I may have, that may have had to have gone into repossession at some point.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that would have been real rough for me.
0: Uh, that would have been a bad time. Yeah.
1: So, but man, the Lotus is good. Um,
0: 44% going scroll to the back Gen a X. little bit. We need sure. the
1: prices shockingly huge 97000 to $115,000. That seems like crazy money. That. Also, I'm shocked slightly, that they were a hundred and thirty thousand yeah, four hundred and fifty dollars
0: when exf- they were new. They were crazy expensive to start.
1: Hundred and thirty grand for a for a electric powered lotus. Man,
0: Elon Musk was just printing money from day one. The man has
1: I mean He knows how to take money. He bought an F one. Yeah. He owns it I don't know if he still owns it, but he bought when brand new a McLaren F one. Yeah. He's
0: he knows I mean, how to make people just hand making, over money.
1: He's been making money f- for a while, forever. Now. Yeah, he's he's been doing all right for himself. What a fucking weirdo. He's he's a strange guy, but he's doing something
0: right. Yeah. All right. What else do we got? Is that it? That's it. That's the last. That's one. That's the one. So not a lot of. Sh- I don't think I disagree with a lot of those. I really don't.
1: No, I. But I don't know that. The, if I were to come up with a list. Now, granted, they have a lot more data-driven reasoning, so, maybe, right. so pro- their list is probably going to be more accurate, but not a lot of those, I don't I don't know that any of those would have been on my list. No, probably not. I could see, I, I may have eventually ended up at the first Gen Rx7 or the Volvo. Definitely
0: would have ended at the Volvo.
1: Well, you wouldn't have, <laughs> but I, see, I could see myself eventually getting to one of those, or both of those even, Um. I wouldn't have picked the 968. See, I would have picked the 944 over the 968 because the 944 could come as a turbo car, and it's more interesting. Although there may have been a turbo 968, too. I don't know anything about 968s. No idea. But I don't know. I I guess I probably would have gone with the 944 before I would have gone with the 968. but. I'm not a Porsche guy.
0: No. But so I, I, I would agree with trusted. you on the I would agree with you on the nine four four though. They can't be trusted. I, I I think those absolutely bottomed out when it comes to prices. Oh, dude, you they're only coming up.
1: They were one of when Lemons was really in its prime. Yep. Uh, back when it actually was like a five hundred dollar car, it's kind of lost its way because that's just not a thing anymore. It's not a thing. But like there were a shocking number of 944s in Lemons competition because that's what they were worth. Right. Like you could you could buy a $1,200 944 and strip a couple hundred dollars worth of parts out of it to get into that $500 budget cap, which is wild.
0: Yeah, not a thing anymore. No. And if, and if it's in decent shape,
1: it's worth it's worth something. It's got some money. It, yeah, it's worth some money because so many of them ended up as race cars. It's, it's like the 240SX
0: market right now. Or even the 350Z market is kind of going that direction. Yeah, Because like, obviously I pay attention to it because I'm in a bunch of 350Z groups. Right, Four mm-hmm. years ago, 350 Z prices kind of bottomed out. Yeah. People couldn't sell a you know, a salvage title 350 Z for three grand. Right. That same car is selling for like six or seven right now. Right. And guys are like commenting, I seriously couldn't give that car away four years ago. Right. And now I would have doubled it. Yeah. It's crazy. Prices are out of control. 240 prices are out of control. Yeah. It's weird. I'm still not disappointed that I sold one. Good. I'm glad you're not, Robbie. Did I, t- I t- really am. Did I tell you how long I spent scrolling through his Instagram the other day? Because he he posted, he sent me a, a link to something he did with the car. And I was like, spent a bunch of time like just scrolling through it. I was genuinely happy Thanks. at how happy he was with that car.
1: He's using that car way more than you would have. Oh, yeah.
0: I drove it for like a few things around town last year before I sold it. And that was like the most I'd driven it besides track stuff and forever. But like, I was ready to move on.
1: When you, because you can't even say that like the Z is the reason, because when you bought the Z, you had no intention of selling the 240. No, so like, assuming you had the 240 still, that car would never have made it to track this season. The 240, absolutely right. not, never. The, the 240 would never have gone to the track this season. No, I, I I had moved on completely. Although arguably could have been a more competitive GLTC car. Uh, maybe. Because it would have been hard to detune it into there.
0: No, I would have been a lot easier to detune because I could have just gone to any tuner. Right. Then it would have been to just, the, It just would have needed a cage. Right. Really.
1: Yeah. Arguably. Eh, no, but I still, don't think it's... Whatever.
0: No, that the Z was wildly unprepared, which is
1: fine. I was yeah. okay with that. But, uh, like, I don't think, I don't think that the, the 240 would have, like, we wouldn't have gone to any cars and coffees.
0: Maybe one or two just on a whim. It wouldn't have been like anything planned out. Right. Cause I, I mean, I I had taken it a couple of times.
1: But you, you probably wouldn't have brought it to a autocross. Not likely. You maybe would have drove it to work once or I, twice. I did do
0: that a couple of times. Maybe
1: like once or twice a month, let's say. I remember. Through the summer. And that's all you would have done with it. Yeah, that's all I did with it. And that's really too bad. Yes. And so it's good that someone's using it. Yeah, he's thrashing Even it. Even if he's literally beating the piss out of it.
0: He already swapped an engine into it. Right. Good for him. Yeah. I'm proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> no, he loves that car, so it, it worked out. It did. But anyways, uh, this rant about car prices and whatnot has been brought to you by Fact Fabrication. FactFabrication.com. If you need to get caged or railed, Booney's your guy. If you need to get a car, uh, cage in your Corvette or GLTC car, call him up. Give them the code ten tenths. <laughs> Won't get you nothing. But it'll take good care of you, and you'll get a sweet cage in your car, or furniture, or rails, whatever you need. Factorfabrication Adam, it's that Robbie. time. It's that time of year again, where we need to admit what we predicted from for the twenty twenty one. Yeah. Say what we got right, which of course uh-huh. is everything, and then fortunately no, and then predict how we feel twenty twenty 2022 is going to go. Right. I have some. This is why why I should write things
1: down to Robbie. I didn't know my phone was, I didn't even notice.
0: (laughs) I just assumed it was.
1: I came down here, when I came, when I got out of my truck, it was like twenty some percent It should have been fine through the recording. I'm at 41%. Yeah, I don't want
0: to fucking hear about it, Robbie. (laughs) And I use my phone all the time. Um, And I didn't have it plugged in
1: using Apple CarPlay all the way here. Exactly. was tra- <laughs> When I got in my truck at my house, it was only a 5%. When I got out of my truck here, it was like 25. It should have been fine. It should have been fine. I don't know. All right. you
0: want to do our 2021 predictions? Let's, let's then see how we yeah.
1: do us let's, let's go through 2021s. Okay. Admit how wrong we were about basically all of them. Well, uh, and then right. lay out what few 2022 predictions we have, because this year seemed even harder than the years prior. Okay. Well, start with mine? Just do all my predictions? Uh, well, some of mine, one of mine kind of dovetail off of one of yours, so we can do those together okay. or whatever. We don't have to. It right, doesn't uh, matter.
0: I got a list, so I'll just go through my list. Yeah, that's fine. All right. My first one. Uh huh. Last year's prediction. Was that McLaren will finish second in the Formula One Constructors <laughs> Championship? Fuck! <laughs> <What? laughs> I wanted that one so bad. Are they even third? No, they were uh, fifth. They were way down there, weren't they? I don't know. I can't remember now. I
1: don't have any idea. So Mercedes, obviously. I was. Ho- I was. I was. Ex- I was assuming Red Bull came in second. second.
0: I was. Ex- I thought. I think Ferrari ended up beaten mclaren ouch I, I kind of stopped paying attention to uh, after the first two because like i had high hopes for mclaren and then they kept kind of slipping and i was like well it doesn't really matter anymore but my prediction was based on mercedes dominating because i expected not a lot of competition this year which was obviously a bad prediction yeah. I think, but i think everyone kind of felt that way that everyone was just kind of like coasting into the new regulations no major changes mercedes is going to stay ahead and that obviously wasn't the case yeah. So I expected uh, Mercedes to win, and I expected uh, Red Bull to inevitably implode and kind of like disintegrate over the season. Like start, <laughs> off, start off real strong, look great, and then have like all sorts of drama and bullshit like they always do, but they didn't. And then and McLaren. I don't know that I would agree with that. They just. they Yeah, but they didn't. There was
1: tons of drama and bullshit. But
0: not like what they but, normally but do. But
1: it wasn't like internal. Team drama. Right. And it, they didn't fall apart.
0: Right, like and Look
1: what do. happens when they can manage not to do that.
0: Yes, I liked it. The better. The FIA
1: way. can help them win a world championship.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> mm. We're gonna let that one go before I get on my soapbox.
1: <laughs>
0: Fuck. Um, uh, yeah, I, I assumed that the Red Bull wouldn't wouldn't go as smoothly as they did, and I thought McLaren yeah. would follow that trajectory up as they as they kind of started the season, but not quite the case. Yeah, still feel good about McLaren. More so about Lando than Daniel. but
1: Daniel's older, though. Yeah. He seems like a cool dude, though. Yeah, I got to love Daniel. Every, everyone
0: likes Daniel. So. They just need the results. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yep. Uh,
1: do they have a change-up for next year?
0: You mean with those two drivers?
1: Team wise like Do you know?
0: McLaren doesn't, no. No? No. They're, okay. They're both contracted. they got to get
1: a new engine provider, don't they?
0: No. They're, they have Mercedes engines.
1: Oh, they do? I thought they were Hondas. No. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that.
0: That's why my prediction was that. Yeah. (laughs) Red Bull needs an engine. Red Bull has their own engine now. Oh, do they? Cool. They are their own manufacturer.
1: Oh, well, that's cute. Something like that.
0: (laughs) Jeez, Rocky. The more that Netflix gets involved and the more Red Bull just, like, feeds on that fucking drama bullshit the more I hate them and the more I more I find myself watching IndyCar I'm not buying my I'm not buying a Formula One watching subscription I'm buying an IndyCar Peacock subscription
1: I have a I have a uh, prediction for 2022 that will be hard to quantify at the end of the year good that involves the drive to survive okay of which I have watched exactly zero minutes of really really wow I've watched it all. I couldn't care less about Formula
0: One. That's, that's the problem. Everyone everyone watches that show, and now that's they're all involved with Formula that's, One.
1: That's where, my, that's where my prediction is. Okay. We'll talk about it here in a few minutes. All right.
0: My next prediction was that the Ozarks International Raceway will open, have their first events, and be immediately considered one of the best tracks in the country.
1: I think it depends half, on... Half right? Dude, I think it just Three depends quarters? on... Most of the people who did participate say it's one of the best tracks they've ever driven. I believe and that. And Most of the people who haven't been there yet are like, "Man, I don't know. That track looks fucking sketch." I,
0: I, I still. I think I'm mostly right. I think I was mostly uh-huh. right. I think that they did have their first events. It had great. A lot of people that drove it spoke very highly of it, but it's definitely one of those tracks that'll you could get yourself in trouble. That, I think those barriers are very close all the way around. It's too
1: technical for it to ever be considered a great track. I am and I think it looks exhausting. I think I it looks incredible. It does it, look incredible, but it still looks
0: exhausting to and, me. And my opportunity to drive it this year <coughs> doesn't look like I'll be able to make it to yeah. that event, which is Super fine. Sucks. I got other things going on. But I... I want to see what it does with an actual race. Because so far, it's basically just been HPDs and, and like,
1: open. Well, that's the other thing is, like, a track that's fun to drive doesn't necessarily mean it's a good track to race. Because, like, I think Heartland Park, the Time Attack guys, flippin' loved it. Yep. And I think the GLTC guys all Mm -hmm. said it was a really fun track to drive, but I don't think it's a very good track to race. Not the best. I don't think it's a good race track. Because, like, especially at the front of the pack, they really struggled to find passing opportunities like it was it was you know and and there's a lot of tracks out there that are like club level amateur tracks that like that's a thing, oh, for sure, for you sure, know? so but yeah, um, I
0: wasn't wrong, but I also wasn't hundred percent right. I think that the fact that the barriers were could have been further away from the track, I think that would have gave them a little more runoff. I think a lot of people would feel would feel a lot better about it. Um, I know, for example, just the way that we we have a TT event there um, next, next uh, early summer, late spring. I can't remember the exact date. I want to say June. June. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, we are limiting the number of drivers that we have there just because we know the interest from the club racers is going to be high. So we're going to limit the number of Time Attack drivers that we can have and still be able to do our sessions. But... They're also going to make us enforce the no novices rule. So, like, if you have because well, it's a dangerous track, exactly. So, like, all the SEC officials are like, "Yeah, you're going to enforce that. There will not be any waivers for novices at Ozarks next year. None." All right. Then. So, so I think that that kind of puts a little damper on it. I think it's something the track could grow
1: into. I yeah. like they can, you know, they they can move those as time goes on. You find a corner that turns out to be more dangerous than people thought it was, and they can push some of those barriers out if they, they need for to. For sure. I, and I think once they start seeing, like, pro-level racing, that means it's, it's going to have to right, wipe out a car here and there. Yeah. Do you think it's ever going
0: to have... Well, they got... Uh, what series is running there next year? Uh, do, is there a series running Yeah, there? the pro... Uh, not ARCA. Um, SRO. Oh, really? Yeah, SRO's racing there next year. So, And then WRL is, but not the GTU class. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's there'll be a lot of racing there next year. So then we'll we'll really get to see how how it races. How it races, and I think it'll, I still think it's gonna be a super cool track, and I still can't wait to drive it. It just looks like it won't be next year for me. You
1: have to be a man down. on the brakes to keep your positions or take the next one. I it's think okay. there's gonna be a lot of it's a lot of blind turns, passing under braking. Yes, or passing out of a braking zone. Even right. well, like who can outbrake the next guy? That's that's where you're gonna make a break on that track. So.
0: So, half a point. Um, Next one. I said last year that GLTC will need to redo how they structure their events because the fields are going to be too big. I'll give myself half credit. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Because they had 60 car fields. Yeah. But they didn't have to change uh, their format. Uh,
1: I don't think that they can. Change the format? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's a there's a logistical issue that is everything else going on on a grid life weekend that right. won't allow that to be changed. They're just gonna, it's just going to be sold out. Yep,
0: and I think that's, that's what, all there that's, is. To that's, it. that's that's there's a prediction in my list for this year that uh, is based on my re-evaluation of this prediction. Yeah, so I get I get half points. All right. <laughs> okay. Because they did have. A lot of cars. Gingerman, especially, had like, what, 60, 56 cars on track? Yeah. Which yeah. is a lot. So many. Um, I had that, this is shortly after, last year about this time, EA, or Electronic Arts and Codemasters, MERS or EA <clears throat> bought Codemasters, and I made the prediction that the first game that was... Released by them as a as a combined, not team, but you know, right company or whatever, was going to flop. And technically, the only game that's been released together is Formula One 2021, and technically that didn't flop. No, it got mixed reviews. Okay, some people really liked it, some people really hated it. Um, but at the same time, that game had been developed quite a bit before the merger actually happened.
1: Well, yeah, and that's also kind of an evolution of the, every F1 game before it, too. Right. So they had a lot to lean on to build, and there is no way that the success of Drive to Survive didn't help this game. It might have also
0: made it... I Again, I didn't play it, but I let a, a lot of the reviews were like you were real into a few things and you had just like a few minor things to complain about. <clears throat> Or you hated it and felt like it was a downgrade from 2020.
1: Yeah. So well, th- most people consider a success to be sales numbers. But I think it sold real well. Yeah, and I'm sure it did because you <laughs> drive to survive. Yes. So. Um,
0: so, yeah. So, I, I. yeah. I was technically wrong on that one. And then this one, my last one. Uh-huh. I predicted that Adam LZ will win at least one round of Formula Drift. Okay. Half points. Oh? He qualified first in Erie, but he didn't, Qual- fi- he didn't on, finish Robbie. first. Come on, Robbie. That's- and he finished the season <clears throat> as the new RTR driver replacing Vaughn Gittin, and that's a win in anyone's <laughs> book.
1: <laughs> okay. okay, Robbie. Calm down, buddy. Just, no, you're just looking for...
0: No, that one, that one doesn't count. But the fact that he qualified first, though, I felt pretty good about that
1: one. Yeah. He still... Yeah, I don't know. I I follow Drift less and less and less and less. Yep. Yep. I mean, (laughs) it is what it is, you know? I mean, that was definitely a very important part of this podcast for a long time. But... It's not really where we're at anymore. No, not really. And that's fine. That's what it is. It's like, not that it's uninteresting to me anymore. No, I
0: still follow Formula Drift. And like, if I see the live stream, I'll, I'll pop in. I'm not going to sit and watch from start to finish. Right. I don't have that kind of time.
1: Well, there's that too.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe now that I have a TV in my shop, I can pull up the stream and oh, continue right. doing what I'm doing. That's right. <coughs> all right. But yeah, that's that was all my predictions. I only get like one total point.
1: Okay. All right. So, uh, I only had three. I do remember them. Uh, the first one was that, uh, it was going to be the first, maybe not make to market, but at least be announced as the first thousand horsepower, um, mass-produced car.
0: Yep, I remember that.
1: And I, when I said mass-produced, I meant, like, more than, like, you know, oh, we're making 500 Veyrons, we're making 250 Jescos. Jeskos, you know, whatever that is. Um, but, like, actual... Uh, however many we can sell, we will build.
0: Yeah, like, Corvette, Camaro, Mustang-style
1: build. Charger, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought maybe it even could have been an electric car. Hmm. Yep. So, uh, I... <sighs> kind of the plaid is a thousand horsepower. Yes. The plaid version of the Model S. So I I guess I I guess I did get that right. I don't think that that's a limited edition car.
0: I wouldn't count that as limited edition.
1: And I mean plaid you can't say like oh well it's just the plaid versions cuz if it would have been a Z06 we would have been fine with that. Yeah, we would have. But the Z06 did not come that way. No. So um, so, I, you know, I'm counting that as a win. I'll give you that point. Uh, yeah. I, can you dyno, or is that all mathematical?
0: Dino's weird. Yeah, I know it, they dyno weird. They have to do a bunch of, like, math, because no two manufacturers measure torque the same way with an electric car. Right.
1: And so I think that that's, maybe that's a small asterisk.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, but still, I mean, it's
1: it's proven to be a very
0: capable car. It's a very fast I mean, it's, car. It's dumb, quick, like like insanely, like quick. upsetting for how quick. heavy that car is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty wild. It's fast.
1: I almost wonder if that weight kind of helps it grip and go.
0: Yeah, it launches hard,
1: right? So, but anyway, uh, you know, I'll take it. Yep. Tesla Model S plaid
0: blad edition.
1: Uh, my second one was the, I kind of changed it as we went I in this, in this. So I started out by saying that I thought that EV cars were going to take 10% of the total market in 2021. And then you kind of started talking to me, talking some sense into me and I changed that number down to seven. Um, I ended up not being right on that either. They got 5.6% here that's, in America. That's still pretty good, uh, though. They were just at, I think it was like four eight, four six, something like that. So it's not quite a full, maybe, maybe just inside of a full percentage point, which is a, a pretty remarkable uptick. Um, and I don't know, you know, like the chip shortage has been a real problem. It but has. I think Tesla's still been churning out cars. I don't know how much that affected it, but it should have affected everybody. It didn't affect everybody equally, but it is it sure, did affect everybody across sure, like, the board. So they, I, I you know you can't even like, oh well, maybe if we wouldn't have had this chip shortage, they could have made more EV cars because they also could have made more not E V cars. So
0: you, you would have sold more Ford trucks, right. you would have sold more Chevys. Right. So, like those are the ones that seem to be so, hit the hardest.
1: I think Yeah, for sure. So not quite Not quite there yet. So, and I have some, I have another prediction that's a change to this for 2022 for for electric cars. And then my last one was that um, across the board, GridLife, SCCA, NASA, WRL, Champ Car, even local autocrosses, everybody's numbers, attendance numbers, were going to go up this year. Uh, after 2021 and everybody being in full lockdown and being so confused on what COVID was yep. and what we could and couldn't safely do uh, in the show last year, I said, you know, Oh, we're going to figure this out and we're going <laughs> to, you know, yeah, we got to figure what it out. turned out was more like, Oh, we don't fucking care anymore. That's, that's kind of the general Which reaction is, is fine. It is what it is. Yeah. We, we won't get into we it. We don't need to talk about no. it. Um, but, you know, like, I know WRL had a smashing year this year.
0: Gridlife had a smashing year. Gridlife
1: had a smashing year. Uh, there were a lot of pictures of very full paddocks For across the board. Yep. So, uh, locally, I don't know. Like, our autocross did okay, but I don't know that it was, like, record-setting. I Mid-if don't think that we... wasn't... Midiv didn't do as well as... I mean, I don't even know that you guys did as well as you have in years past. No,
0: we didn't do as well but as we was... predicted, even. There was some rough stuff going on, but
1: it—you know—who knows?
0: And the um, problem is we change schedules, and that's what really screws yeah, you, really you up. Really you
1: I try to stay away from these, but it's hard to do. It's really hard to quantify that in yes. a prediction.
0: No, you're go- you're doing the eye test, and I think that right. Let's say WRL Grid Life, probably a few
1: other series. A lot of the series that, that we national- that we're following did really really well. Absolutely, absolutely. So. And, I, you know, I th- I think that in no small part. I know at Life this year there were a lot of new faces. There were a lot of first-time competitors. Uh, the beginner program was rocking solid all year long, and I'm sure that that in no small part had to do with people just wanting to get out and do.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, who knows? What do you got for 2022,
0: Robbie? Well, before we do that, I want to remind everyone to head over to mypatchbox.com. Use the code TTP15. You get 50% off your first box. Uh, it's a monthly subscription box that comes with automotive-based stuff. So, like, car care products, T-shirts, magazines, tools, uh, really fun stuff. It's kind of like giving yourself a president. A pre- president? A, a president. president. Give yourself a president. Give yourself a present. You get a president. You get a president. Get a president. Get a president. You, new presidents for everybody. Um, but if you get a present not to yourself. president. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, the code also works in their shop. So if you go and kind of scroll through and see if the things that you that have been in previous boxes that you like, you can kind of pick and choose and kind of just pick up whatever you want. Same thing with like dog collars, leashes. They also have, like, T-shirts and yeah, tools and stuff and, like, mechanic gloves and all the car care products you would need. So basically my entire shelf of car care products in my garage has been stocked by Petrobox. So if you come to my house and you're like, hey, I need to do this with my car, I got it. Yeah. They got it in Petrobox. That's true. So, mypetrobox.com. Use code TTP15. All right. Predictions. Adam.
1: Lay them on me, Robbie.
0: I have. All right. Where am I? I'm trying to match up my pictures. All right. We're starting first. Oh, God. My prediction. They're going auto crossing. Is that the Miami Grand Prix for Formula One uh-huh. will be a smashing financial success. A financial success, no less. But the racing will be hot trash. The race okay. itself will be fucking garbage. Okay. So, like, anyone that's like...
1: So, okay, back up. T- I have two questions before yep. we get too far. How far into the season is the Miami Grand Prix? Mid. no
0: beginning like mm, well i guess technically mid. it's like it's not guess, the first race no it's like may
1: because there's a huge change this year in the rule set
0: yeah totally totally new it's regulations basically a new car yes
1: <coughs> yes so uh and then my second question did they get rid of austin then
0: completely no, unrelated austin's in october
1: so we have two formula one events two. in
0: america two in america noise okay because the continue. austin the austin event had like fuck like half a million people at it yeah, it was huge out of control. While. And I th- I'm pretty sure Miami's already sold
1: out. So, my question is it going to be trash racing because people are still trying to figure out no. how to make the new regulations the tra- work? The track is going to be or trash. The track is trash. <laughs> the, track, the track is going to be trash Ooh. for racing. And why is that?
0: I think it's, I, I have not seen it. I've <sighs> just seen the rendering, obviously. Um, it's a street circuit in a parking lot it's going to have no elevation change it's going to be as bad as the Nashville Grand Prix it's, <laughs> it's going to be too it's going to be too narrow the cars are going to be too big it's not it's not going to work and so i think that anyone that's there that's not from that hasn't been brought to formula 1 from drive to survive that is literally there for racing is going to be disappointed in it but i think that it's going to sell like hot cakes it's going to be packed full of people it's going to be considered a success strictly because of how many people are there but I think from a racing standpoint, it will not be good.
1: So sitting on your couch, it's going to be a disappointing race.
0: That's how I'm. That's how I'm feeling.
1: Okay. Um,
0: okay. You're
1: not going to watch it anyway because you're going to be watching IndyCar. Goddamn right. I didn't know you were such an
0: IndyCar guy. Uh, IndyCar is better racing. Yeah, I said that last year, and I'm really sticking
1: to that. Okay. I didn't know you watched IndyCar. I like don't even ever I watched, remember you talking about IndyCar before.
0: I do. Typically, what I do is I'll watch the Monaco Grand Prix and then the Indy 500.
1: And right, then, yeah, I remember that's, that. That's
0: not uncommon for me. It, assuming I'm available Somewhere that weekend. Do that. Yeah. Um do Yeah. I watched the Road America race, Mid-Ohio race, the Nashville race, which was crazy, terrible. Um, and then, obviously, there'll be in Iowa twice next year.
1: IndyCar? Back, like yeah. Back to, IndyCar?
0: IndyCar will be back-to-back races, sat- Saturday and Sunday night.
1: Deal.
0: Yep. So, I... I am actively trying to follow IndyCar more, as well as IMSA more, which probably results in me watching Indy Formula One less. You will love this season of Dinner with Racers. I'm saving those for when I travel.
1: They did a bunch of IndyCar this yeah, year. I'm
0: looking forward to it. A
1: bunch of IndyCar.
0: Kind of earmark those for later, but yeah. yeah, I'll definitely listen to it.
1: You even talked to this year's champion, Alex Pelot.
0: Yeah, that'll be good. I'll listen so, to that. Cool oh, guy. Also, I'm not the only one that feels this way because Ross Bentley, in his Speed Secret weekly email blast, uh-huh. made a comment that he's like something about watching Formula One get get it right next year. He's like, "Well, I won't be," but basically saying I'm not fucking watching it.
1: Damn! Like,
0: wow, Ross Bentley, huh? Damn. No, I. Too many gimmicks, man. I'm sick of that bullshit. Yeah. So I've, I, Honestly, I've kind of lost interest in Formula 1 over the season. As everyone else is like gaining interest, I've kind of yeah. lost it. Yeah. So I'll probably still tune in. I'll probably still follow along. Even if I don't watch as many races, I'll still keep pay attention to what's happening. But I'm actively going to try to watch IndyCar and IMSA and really follow those. Okay. Cool. But that's not a prediction. That's just where my mind's at. Right. Yeah,
1: I get that. Do you have one? Why don't you finish yours out? All right. That way, next year, when I have to listen back through this, I can skip yours and just go straight to mine. <laughs> All right.
0: The Ford Lightning okay. will also be a smashing success.
1: The F-150 electric
0: yes. truck. Yes. Okay. That's part one. Okay. Part two, it will sell more than any other EV in the United States.
1: Have you seen... Have you looked... At I've looked at the numbers. An automotive journalistic publication in I've the last looked, two days.
0: I have looked at the numbers.
1: The last two
0: days, Robbie. The Chevy don't be out yet. No. No. Oh, okay. I have looked at the numbers.
1: Chevy will not have a. theirs will not hit hit market in twenty twenty. Well, I probably wouldn't think I mean, they're fast. I thought it was a
0: twenty three or twenty four vehicle.
1: Even if it's even if they do, it won't be
0: fast enough to catch up yep. to Ford. So, all right, I'll give you that. So, the highest selling vehicle EV is like hundred and. 30,000 vehicles. Yeah. And it's a Tesla. Yeah. I predict that the Lightning will sell more than 130,000 next year. I don't know, man. Then, obviously, while it will sell the most EVs, it still won't be able to shake a stick at the gas for F-150 sales. Probably not. Be I like, don't know, man.
1: 130,000 has got to be a pretty good debt in, in F-150 sales. I bet it's like 600,000. <laughs> That's So
0: gross! <laughs> it's like an absurd number. So dumb. I think it's like I, I'm pretty sure it'll be like half a million in. in we'll
1: see how many yeah, they can sales. make
0: at this point. That that will be the hangup. If there's a chip shortage, if they can't make them, if you know supply chain issues continue, yeah. that would be the only thing that really hinders that prediction. Yeah, but no, I think when it came to a look standpoint, Ford got it right. I think from a performance standpoint, Ford got it right. So a hell of a lot. They they literally just made. I don't want to pickup. call
1: it better looking than the Cybertruck, but it's just a it's just their truck. It's a pickup. Like it's just their truck. It's it's not some dumb looking gimmick.
0: That's that's my biggest problem with the the Silverado electric vehicle because it looks kind of like the Hummer, but it also looks a lot like the Avalanche. It's an Avalanche. It's and the reason the Avalanche didn't sell <laughs> wasn't because beca- it wasn't a pickup. It's because it was too different. Yeah. And traditional pickup drivers don't want it. Right. I liked my Avalanche. I liked the Midgate. Do I think it's a good-looking truck? No. No, no, no. Yeah, I get it. But I liked it. Yeah. But I like my regular truck way more. Right. The regular F-150 Lightning is going to sell way better (laughs) to truck people than the Avalanche, or the the Silverado. And I actually did that accidentally. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Um, I don't really have anything else to say on that, okay I don't know how to quantify this, okay, but I predict a hot topic for twenty twenty two will be data privacy from new vehicles because okay. so many new vehicles are over the airwaves, right, just sending your data, and everything has to have like a cell phone a connection. cell phone attached to your key so you can get into the car and yeah. So I, th- I think that that's going to lead down a, re- like, a <coughs> like a regulatory limit on what you can take for data. I think people are kind of getting get up in arms about like what data is getting taken from their vehicle. I mean, it was kind of going that direction, I think, already. But I think next year will be the year that kind of really hits home for a lot of people. And they're like, hey, I don't like that I'm sending a gig of data every day to Tesla. Or yeah, every other car manufacturer, right? Probably won't be able to quantify that, but it's gonna be real tough. I'm gonna try.
1: That's fine. So, <laughs> what the fuck, Robbie? Cars four. Oh god, will be announced. God, I fucking hope so. <laughs> and I bet, I desperately hope that they don't continue on their uh, every other one is good trajectory. Oh
0: god, I hope not,
1: because the first one. Good. One of the greatest car movies of all time. Excellent movie. The second one, some of the hottest garbage to ever come out. Of What's Pixar. funny though is it got it's got good
0: reviews, like like on a like on a movie scale. It's not yeah. that much, like on a scale of one to ten. We'll just say like one is an eight. So and then like two is like a
1: seven. And my like, son will watch it. Right. He d- he doesn't hate it. I do, but he even he likes the first and third movies way more because they're way better. I think you could honestly make a real argument at saying the third one is better than the first.
0: I would listen to that argument.
1: I don't know that I would agree with it, but I would certainly be prepared to entertain your arguments.
0: Yes. Because
1: it's a great movie as well.
0: Cars 1 versus Cars 3 is an entire podcast
1: in itself. If we had someone who could argue for Cars 3, because I'm not going to do it. I'll do it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus Christ.
0: laughs> uh, but no they're those yeah, they're excellent
1: oh they're so good
0: and I think that there's been rumors there's there's an animated series yep that's going to Disney Plus obviously. of course it is obviously where else would it go that's a yeah that was that was a dumb question yes yeah, so I, I <laughs> it's going on Peacock right? yeah
1: <laughs> or Netflix Pixar Plus that's what's coming that, yeah I'll be fucking pissed about
0: that <laughs> um But there's been no actual announcement, but I think Cars 4 by the end of next year will be announced.
1: Man, I hope you're right. That's what I think. God, I hope you're right. And I hope it's good. Yeah,
0: me too. And my last one. Jeez, Robbie, I thought you said you didn't have that many. You're going to make me look terrible. I I said I didn't have any good ones. Okay. This is the one that I'm correcting from last year. Oh, God. GLTC. Uh Uh-huh will sell out okay. more events than it doesn't sell out. I can quantify that. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I that's gonna be, that's, they, honestly, I think that that will be more of a struggle than you think it is because there are so many new tracks on the Life schedule, and historically, Life doesn't do great at new tracks the first year.
0: I traditionally agree with you. And and data and history would back that up, based on the activity in the GLTC chats, activity in the GLTC driver pages. That's fair. There's going to be so many new fucking drivers this year <laughs> that they're going to sell. There out. Be a lot of they
1: sold people.
0: more driver tickets to Coda in the first three hours yeah. than they did
1: all of last year. They're going to be it. <sighs> There's going to be a lot of disappointed people this year across the board. If you didn't get a gold
0: pass, you should be planning way in advance.
1: There are so many people buying fits for Sunday Cup. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting.
0: Yes. They're going (laughs) to have their own session. This is
1: not just a GLTC problem. There are going to be a ton of disappointed people across the board. Yep. Yep. Because last year even HPDE sessions were sold out. It's not like you, oh, go fuck it. I guess I'll just go to HPDE. Not no, not, you not don't get to drive.
0: Yep. and and then because there was you know you had ginger in the head, like almost sixty cars on track at both events. Yeah, they they had a hard limit,
1: twenty five uh, cars per mile. Yes, plus or plus
0: or minus you know whatever small percentage based on yeah yeah. So I think that that's gonna. I think you're going to see sellouts.
1: Lime Rock will be gold pass drivers only. Lime Rock will be gold pass only. Except I think festivals that, are going
0: to sell out for sure.
1: Pa- I don't know that Lime Ly- or I don't know that Grid Life will let an event right now. I don't know that they'll let an event sell out gold pass only. I bet they would. I, I mean, what choice do you have? I mean, if, if all I, the I tickets that, go, I think that's going to end up being the way it's going to end up. It's yeah. going to be, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, I foresee a lot of people bought gold passes prediction today. necessarily, but I foresee a problem where people, uh, the grid is going to have to decide if they're just okay with or not, where people are buying gold passes for races they hope to make, and then when they don't, they just sell them, because that's the only way you're going to get a ticket. Right. And I'm not sure how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> it's a lot easier to budget.
1: I don't know how I would feel about that as Chris and Jabe and the rest of the group that runs it, because Gold Pass pricing is a little bit better than single event pricing,
0: but you can spread it out so that the events that cost more, yeah, soak up or get, are soaked up from the, right. the events that cost less, right? So but, it's a lot easier to budget like if, if all if the someone, sales-
1: if someone just goes, ah, "Fuck, I'm just gonna buy a whole season." And if I don't make three of those races, I'll just sell those tickets and make some of my money back.
0: I don't think that's a problem.
1: So they do—they do have. A, you have to go through Grid Life to buy a ticket. You can't just buy a ticket from somebody. Right. And they do make sure that those tickets are being paid at no more than face value. Right. So that all, there is protection in place for that to like make sure that someone's not buying gold passes and then selling tickets for a thousand dollars a head. Right. So. Because that, that that would, would be, be a th- problem. That would be that would a be thing a that someone could, would foreseeably do. yes, because people ain't no good. People ain't no good. no.
0: so yeah, but I say that knowing full well I'll make it to like one GLTC right all year uh, right. <laughs> and that's if things go really well.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm gonna push one of mine forward to this year from last year. Because I still think it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I guess I I won that one. Because I was going to actually push the 1,000 horsepower one forward because I forgot about the Tesla until literally we started talking about this on the show. And that one counts. Because I was fully prepared to accept a loss on that one and push it forward to next year. And then the the plan hit me, like, literally as we were (laughs) about to talk. I was like, oh, shit, that was rated like 1,020 Fucking winner.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah, that counts.
1: So I forgot about I was gonna push that one forward. So that makes one less than I had already. You're fine. Which is Mm -hmm. rough. Your phone died. Um so my EV car prediction, because you almost can't have one at this or can't have a prediction list at this point without having something about EV cars. You have to. I think that the manufacturers will figure out the range issues, but not the charging pace. In 2022,
0: I think you're right. I think so.
1: Right. Like the new Silverado has claimed, has a claimed 440 mile range or whatever it is. The, to me, 400 miles is is where I want to be. That's that's a good range, right? I was thinking about this uh, while I was taking a shower before I came here today, um, but. Get to that here in a second. I know there's just, just in the last like day or two I've seen a bunch of articles about some battery startup based here in the United States somewhere that is makes a battery pack that you can put in your Model S that has 750 miles of range crazy. That's crazy. So I think that they'll figure out the battery range. Because most cars right now, I think, are at like the two hundred range, especially when you get into the smaller cars. Yeah, and the more pedestrian cars, they're like the two hundred mile mark typically, yes. and that's not enough to me.
0: No, that's that. That's when the anxiety makes a little sense. Once you start getting to the 400 because
1: I make a lot of two hundred mile trips, and
0: you're and you're not buying it for every day. Because you don't buy a car based on what you do typically every day. You buy it for a little, basically for the outliers. Because you're, when I need a car that's going to do 400 miles, I need it to fucking do it.
1: Well, I know some people like um, our friends at Apex Adjacent. Um, both of them live in Denver, Colorado. And both of, uh, like, Dave's parents. Days now, mom lives in Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, so that's a long ways away. He only goes to see her once or twice a year. Uh, Ian's family lives in Wisconsin mm-hmm. or Michigan. I don't remember which. It's the same, far away. Uh, and her, her, I think her family lives in the other, whichever that is. Okay, I, I can't remember which. It's one I mean, or the something other. like that. So, like, you know, they only go to visit that group of their family like once or twice a year. And so they've talked about on their show like. I could accept the fact that I could buy an EV and I could use it 360 days out of the year and then rent a car to to make the the cross-country trek to go see my family. That would be perfectly acceptable. But I live a lot closer to my parents or her parents than that. We go see them once a month. Yeah, for sure. And I couldn't make it on 200 miles.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: And the charge rate is too long. It's just too long. And so I was thinking about this. Let's pretend that we have the range figured out. 400 miles is the range. And you're making a significant trip that would require a charge. Okay. Or even that they have I, – I think I think in order to really think about this correctly, you have to assume that they have the range figured out. But you're like – you're doing your vacation and you're trying to decide like, is the charge time too significant for me to want to deal with it? How long is too long for you to charge from empty to full before you would say, fuck this, I'm gonna rent an ICE car. For me, if I could if I could go four hundred miles without stopping, and then you could charge me from dead to hundred percent to another four hundred mile range in thirty minutes, that's acceptable. But
0: I wouldn't even stretch it to an hour. Because if I've been driving for four hundred miles, right, I can take an hour break.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's there. No, I don't know what the numbers are exactly because I don't follow EV cars that closely. Not at all because they're not even in my radar as like a thing I would buy but, just because I can't. But I think it's something like it's something around that like an hour for a hundred miles if you're plugged into a supercharger.
0: Right, and that's not enough.
1: Right. I mean, that's enough. That's enough if... Because, like, I spo- See, it's hard to say because with a 400-mile range, I could, I could drive from here to my parents' house and plug the car in while I'm at my parents' house for two days. And then I could make it back home again and never have to hit a gas station. For sure. And that's probably acceptable. I would say so, yes. And the amount of time I actually do... The number of times I actually do make a trip where a 400-mile charge isn't enough for me to do it without already stopping anyway isn't that often. No. When you really think about it, I only do that once or twice a year outside of towing and grid life. Right.
0: That's outside it, it, of towing. And that's the thing is that most of my trips have a trailer behind me. Right.
1: And that's a problem that uh, – That's a whole different problem. Yeah. that's The range with towing is not pretty. No. As it stands. Correct. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, see, I'm not hopping in a, in a Prius or uh, Volts or whatever and driving, what the hell is the electric car? I'm not hopping in a Tesla and just driving right. across the country. Right. So,
1: but, um, yeah, I think they'll get the range thing figured out. I think everybody will have a reasonably priced vehicle with a range north of 300, three to 400 miles. I think everybody's going to be able to achieve that pretty easily I think so. in 2022. I don't think they're going to have the charge rate issue sorted that quickly. No. And that doesn't even begin to touch the power grid issue. Yeah. That's... That I'm relatively certain exists. I don't know. It, it There's a bunch of people that are like, oh, this is just a bunch of right-wing media no, bullshit. No. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think a couple of people died in Texas because our power grid's in good shape and we just did that <laughs> to like... Uh,
0: Granted, Texas probably isn't the perfect example of a, of how to operate a proper power grid, but it exists. I mean,
1: everything's bigger in Texas, Robbie. So it should be a bigger, better power
0: grid, is what right? Telling That's what I'm saying. That's how they advertise it. That's probably how they advertise it until it gets it. cold, or
1: hot, <laughs> or windy. Well, it's it's never it's never <laughs> hot in Texas, or cold, or windy. It is rarely cold.
0: That's right. Dusty's wearing shorts right now. Probably. He's listening to this podcast, riding his bike in shorts.
1: Probably. It's negative 30 right now with the wind chill. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm going to work after this. Gross. Yeah. Why do we live here? I
0: don't know, Robbie. Because of the culture. No, it's because this place sucks. <laughs> everyone everyone, stay out of here.
1: Yeah, that's right. We hate it here. That's the thing I always tell me. <laughs> Why do you live there? You shouldn't. It's it fucking sucks. Terrible. Stay out. Just, Just
0: fly right over.
1: Just yeah. Don't even stop. It's, people are like, oh, I was flyover country. You're fucking right, it is. It's flyover Stay country. Stay away. Don't stop here. <laughs> Stay out of it. This is my. That's th- a threat.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. Uh, more predictions. I There was like one or two more, and I can't think of them. <laughs> Of a real fucking goddamn it!
0: I don't like I don't like this at all because you telling of, me because all of my they're all my predictions. So everyone's be like, "You're an idiot." They'll be my opener next week. How about that? Just just rebuttal.
1: <laughs> no, the ones that I forgot.
0: I'm good at that. They'll be they'll be my opener next week. We can move on then. Unless you had something else. That's I don't know, man. Well, we got a hot take. Yeah, yeah. But before we do a hot take, yeah. Got to remind everybody. (coughs) Apex Pro. Apex Pro is the official motorsports app of 10 Tents Podcast. Download the app for free and utilize your phone as a lap timer and data logger to record your track and autocross sessions. There is no charge to download. It's free. Totally free. Additional features like predictive timing, display, and video filming and rendering are available for purchase within the app. Look into Apex Pro Gen 2 hardware for more capability and sophistication. Or, if you want to save some money, go to their store, ApexTrackCoach.com backslash shop backslash Apex Pro Gen 1s, $289. Ooh, ooh
1: refurbished. That's a, but still, that's a good price.
0: That's cheap. That is a good price for a data logger. Yeah. I'm, like There's no code. Like I'm just telling you, that's a good price. Yeah. The the, 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 the 10 tenths code is for the Apex Pro unit Gen 2. That's uh, 10% off when you get it with a window mount. But, yeah, if you want to save some money, Gen 1s, $289. That's cheap. That's fucking cheap. It's super cheap. Or if you just want to try it out and see what, what it's all about, just use the app for free. Yeah. Use your, use your internal hertz or whatever the thing's...
1: Your not, one hertz GPS, there Robbie. There it is. Yeah.
0: they will use Single that. Single hertz. It'll get you...
1: Refreshes once per second.
0: Not fast enough. Which
1: makes you look real weird through a corner. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Especially
1: a fast one.
0: Your lap times will not be the most accurate. They're not
1: quite as accurate. No. no.
0: But it'll give you an idea of the type of data that you can see. So it'll definitely get educate you on data. And then once you realize this isn't good enough, then you can start focusing on like, hey, maybe I could get the Gen 1 and save some money. Just kind of, again, take that step. Or if you're ready for some real data, the Gen 2 unit. Boom. ApexTrackCoach.com. Use code 1010s. Adam, Robbie, this hot take is brought to you by you.
1: Brought to you by my wife, who who posted this. So
0: yeah, pre- preface
1: this. <clears throat> okay, so we've already talked about mac and cheese before, so it's fine. Whatever. I think that's maybe what originally brought on the hot take. I well, yeah, uh, was no a discussion about mac and cheese. It was a peanut butter and jelly. It F- Was peanut butter peanut butter and jelly. jelly is what
0: started all this, and then that it was then messy. it was the sock boot sock boot. Serial <laughs> killer shit, <laughs> and then we talked about okay. mac and
1: cheese. Okay, yeah, probably. So anyway, uh, <coughs> coming home from work one day last week, uh, Katie, I told Katie, "Hey, I'll be home at this time." So she decided to make just craft mac and cheese, just from the easy, box, from the yeah. box. Like we have two small children in a and lo- a house that's a fucking nightmare all the time. Got things in it, like so things like things are happening. So you just sometimes you just eat Kraft mac and cheese, and that's just fine.
0: Hey, I I have no children. I still just eat Kraft mac and cheese sometimes. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's
1: fine. At least it's not Easy Mac. Ugh. We make that for him. I understand because he's five. And they'll go, he'll go because he's figured out that in Logan's mind, the only difference between this mac and cheese and Easy Mac, which is not as good. Is that you put milk in this stuff. So then he'll say, Will you put milk in it? So you just put a splash of milk in <laughs> there. <laughs> fixes it. <laughs> and then oh, okay. and it's then the same now. Yeah, and then he'll eat it. <laughs> I gotta here before
0: we get to the actual okay. hot take, okay. I have a hot take. Okay. The uh craft mac and cheese that have the uh the noodles that look like shapes, like uh oh, okay. and like yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Those ones taste better than the noodles.
1: That's a placebo effect. No, it's not.
0: For they sure, taste better, right? Adam. Okay, whatever. The SpongeBob Kraft Mac and Cheese tastes <laughs> oh, better than the noodles.
1: Logan will not eat Spider Man Kraft Mac and Cheese because want- uh he doesn't I guess he doesn't feel comfortable eating Spider Man. <laughs> but like he'll eat Spider Man gummy bear or er, gummies, so I don't
0: Yeah, it's picks and cheese five, five. What do you want from <laughs> me?
1: But anyway, so she made that and I got home and she had she had two bowls sitting out. And she got her bowl of mac and cheese, and then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And I grabbed a plate like a man.
0: (laughs) Like an adult.
1: Like an adult, and I put it on a plate, and I ate it with a fork, because that's what you do. You eat it with a fork on a plate, Robbie. I
0: have no strong opinion. I think if I'm making it and I'm not thinking about it, I will grab the plate and the fork. Uh Uh-huh. However, if I am making mac and cheese with other bits in it, like I don't know, like fuck, I don't know, Tudor. it no, like I was thinking like a buffalo chicken cause like, oh, I see what you're saying. I've done that before where I'll put like a like a sriracha chicken okay. and like some like stuff a, stuff in it because like, um, oh gosh, it was Applebee's did that one time they had a a mac and cheese with like hot wings in them but like okay. hot bonus wings or tenders or whatever. Right. It's pretty good. So I've done that at home before. And I'll put that in a bowl so I can mix it up and not yeah. make, it, make such a mess. But Yeah, I think the plate is where I usually go.
1: Well, okay. So again, uh they've recently started or at least I've recently been able to find family-sized Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, where it's a bigger box. It's like twenty five or fifty percent more, right? Okay, but before they were selling that, or before it was easy for me to find, at least they've probably always been selling Forever. it. But like, they don't sell it at Fairway, which is my local little bitty grocery store. Okay. You have you can I can only find it at Walmart around here. So when we were just buying regular boxes, that was not enough to feed two or three people. Right. By itself. And I'm not going to make two fucking boxes. That's kind of out of control. Yeah. So there was always something with it. Like peas. Like some sort of vegetable peas, green beans, whatever it may be. A you vegetable. Really, you, though. you you really... It's vegetable for you? What no. else would it... I mean... Protein. Yeah, I could see that too. But like I don't... I'm not going to like... It's like when I go to I'm gonna a... going to like grill a chicken breast. That's exactly what you I do. I know, but the whole... So 95% of the time that we're consuming mac and cheese is because it's quick and easy. So is chicken from a bag. You just throw it in the oven. I mean, I suppose you could do that too. but That's, that's what not, I do. I don't know. When I think of that, I think of like making it. A- like, buying a chicken breast and, like, making Oh, No, it. Just, just take the Tyson bag,
0: throw it in the yeah, oven. I suppose I
1: could do that. By the that time, by the time your mac idea. and cheese is done... You're right. That's not, I don't know your why. Your chicken tenders are I don't done. know why that thought doesn't cross my mind, but when I think of, like, oh, I'm going to make chicken for my mac and cheese, I'm going to make, like, a chicken breast. Like a real piece of chicken. No, that's, and that's, that like, itself. effort. <laughs> it is effort. That's effort. effort. <laughs> and I don't, that's, that's
0: exactly the opposite of what
1: I'm going for
0: ba- here. Basically, I treat mac and cheese... Like I treat rice or like chow mein, you it's, add protein to that it. Sits
1: on, that's just a thing that the, the, meal that the sits meat on sits top on. Of.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just
1: like you add to it. I do occasionally make. This is probably gonna trigger people too. Good, but I don't own a smoker because they're again have, they're too a, much work. I don't have a smoker, but I really enjoy smoked meats, of course. And I figured out that you can really. Uh, load a pork butt with a fuckload of dry rub and seasoning <laughs> and then throw it in a crock pot for eight hours and it pulls apart just like pulled pork off a smoker and it's fucking bomb i bet it's still good it's so good dude and pork butts are cheap I
0: I, i'm not a big pork guy so i don't do that but oh, i'll, I, I'll pork. I do slow cooker stuff all the time
1: so i'll I'll make one of those and then we'll eat some of it right then and there and I'll throw the rest of it in the fridge or the freezer and I'll take it to work and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. And I have pulled out some of that and thrown it on my mac and cheese.
0: Yeah. With my, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's now we're on the same page. <laughs> you and me. Yeah, but Katie that's, would
1: put that all in a bowl.
0: I wouldn't be offended at the bowl. But you can't do that and then use a spoon. And we've meant we've been over this. We've talked about that.
1: You can't eat pulled pork with a spoon. That's what I'm saying. And you're not gonna eat it out of a bowl with a fork? Because uh, the fork doesn't fit the contour of the bowl, Robbie. It's gonna be hard to get the last noodles. Yeah, but that's why noodles. you stab. That's why you stab. It's gonna be a pain in the ass to get the last few noodles
0: out. Alright, I'm switching my I'm bowl.
1: No yep. get the fuck out yep. of here. Because
0: you gotta be able to mix the protein in and the plate just was like it just it makes a mess. Alright, bowl. I'm I'm it's a plate. I'm I'm on the bowl.
1: Like when we make hamburger helpers, because those are slightly more involved. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's when I have a little bit of time, but not a ton of extra time. Right. That's just sloppy, Joe. Does that Joe. go on a plate? You know, now that I mention it,
0: no. It goes in a bowl because it's like even runnier, and then it just Son gets everywhere. Bitch. Son
1: of a bitch. I talked you out of this. You did. You talked me out of it. Anyway, no. Katie posted this all on Facebook, <laughs> and then I am convinced that all of you motherfuckers out there- <laughs> who are friends with me, because she tagged me in it, saw this post and go, oh, Adam eats it on a plate? Well, then I'm going to pretend that I don't. Bull. Bull. <laughs> what a fucking moron. Only idiots would eat it on a bulls while they're sitting at home eating it off a plate. I guarantee it, Robbie.
0: You, you switched me, though. I was I was plate, but now that I think about it, I'm, I'm bull. God damn it.
1: I prefer it on a plate.
0: I mean, whatever you hand it to me on, I really don't care. But if I treat it like I would chow mein or rice where I put protein with it, it's going to be in a bowl. It's not putting rice on a plate. It's going in a
1: bowl. I'll eat that on a plate, too. Shame. You know what I want right now? We'll make a beef stroganoff in the slow cooker in the crock pot. Yep. And then put that over, over rice. That'd be good. On a plate. On a bowl. On a plate. So good. On a bowl.
0: No. Bowl's
1: for everybody. No.
0: You know what? Everything in a bowl from now on. That's all I want.
1: Three things belong in a bowl. Cereal. Soup, my- cereal, ice cream. And mac and cheese. No! <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Robbie. It, it's soup. Now you're just being a fake contrarian <laughs> asshole, too. I'm done with this podcast. Soup, cereal, ice cream. Noodles. Do you eat spaghetti in a bowl?
0: I should, now that I know <laughs> that you mention it you eat lasagna in a bowl? No, because it's flat. It's not noodles. It's like, a it, fucking it's, noodle, it's Robbie. A, no, it's it's a, a
1: noodle casserole.
0: Casserole. It's a casserole, and you just said it oh, for man. me. Oh, man, we
1: triggered so many people there, too. Lasagna is a casserole. It's a hot dish. Fucking <laughs> so put, put, put data tots in it. It's, it's the same a, damn it's thing.
0: A hot, it's a hot take from a hot dish. <laughs> uh, now that I'm hungry, right? let's wrap this show up. Yeah. We'll catch everybody, I don't know, eventually, probably.